Welcome to the Aron Sports Podcast. Listen in as professional handicappers Frank and Rob break down this week's wagers on a game-by-game basis. Tomorrow they'll let a sucker keep his money. Is there a lot of money to be made in that kind of business? Nothing is impossible. You can shear a sheep many times, but skin him only once. Obsession is a young man's game. This is exactly my point. Take it easy, take it easy. Simple mind, people, not easy. What's all that about? You're my older brother, and I love you. But don't ever take sides with anyone against the family again. What I think I meant to say was just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. I need to give you a show what it's missing. You guys are crazy. You ready? Ready? Set? Set. One, two, three, go! Welcome to the Our Own Sports Podcast, week five here. October 3rd, 2017, Tuesday afternoon. Getting the podcast in here before the Twins game tonight, so we'll be out a little bit earlier than normal, uh, as you probably know if you uh, are listening by now. But, uh, yeah, it's been a crazy week here so far, obviously with the uh, tragic shooting there in Vegas. Uh, pretty pretty sad, so, you know, thoughts and prayers and condolences to all the, the people affected by that. Um, I know, Rob, you just uh, got back to Vegas, what, last night? Yep, late last night I flew in, so I wasn't here for all that stuff, but yeah, it's definitely want to tell everybody, hopefully everything's okay, and I know a few people that were affected in a, a bad way, I know you did as well, so hopefully uh, kind of rebound, but kind of cool seeing everybody come together and all the, everything that everyone's kind of already touched on before, we don't need to get into too much detail about. Yeah, definitely, I just figured we better mention that here, just because uh, it's a pretty significant event, and you know, most of the rest of the pods is going to be more hardcore football, but I thought it would be kind of a little tone deaf not to at least mention that here at the beginning. Um, on a little bit lighter note, uh, it's October 3rd here today, so uh, happy birthday there, Crabber. Yeah, thanks. Appreciate it. Now the return in the big, uh, what, 23? 23 with the money tree, Frankie. But, uh, well, yeah. There you go. Nice to talk a little football on my birthday for the podcast and uh, break down the games and try to get some value and uh, make some money here this weekend. Yeah, maybe for your birthday I'll get you a, a winner there in the pick of the week because I know, I know those have been few and far between for you this year. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, anyway, all right, let's uh, get into it here with a little weekend recap. The weekend recap. So it was, uh, I mean, it was nice having you back home and watching the games here together down in the uh, the Rhone Sports Lair. But uh, and as far as the games go, pretty disappointing uh, slate of games in terms of entertainment value for uh, compared to the week before. But in terms of my bets, uh, I went three and one, so it was a pretty solid week. Although I did have my first two unit play of the year on the Vikings, uh, I thought it was a pretty good spot, and uh, just played a pretty sloppy game and. Uh, don't think it was a great bet looking back on it, but I don't think it was a horrible bet. I just thought it was kind of a fluky game and one of those you just kind of chalk up to a little bit of randomness and a little bit of mishandicap. But um, other than that, you know, I got there with San Francisco, which was never in doubt right side. Carolina was never in doubt right side. And the Rams were a little bit back and forth, but they were, they were pretty much leading or within one score most of the game getting uh, seven points. So I had three pretty pretty much dead on right side winners and then the vikes that just didn't quite get there so i still ended up making just under a unit of profit but uh you know three and one i'll take it and then of course i got my pick of the week home with san francisco which was about as easy as they come so how uh how did week four treat you there rob yeah just another week that wasn't really that great i only had one release play officially but that was miami plus three 
release there that I think was about Friday or so um, when I released that one. And that's another guy that I respect that released that play as well. So I <laughs> I knew better that I was going to go higher, and that's kind of just a bad decision on my part releasing it without getting the best of the number and, and knowing farewell that people are going to be back in New Orleans with that higher-powered offense against the Miami team that showed nothing against the Jets the week before. But I just kind of hopped on to see if there was going to be some steam, figuring there's going to be quite a bit of money coming on Miami. But Kind of like I thought, just like I expected, never happened, and kind of just New Orleans money consistently before kickoff, and pretty much a New Orleans beatdown, and not much the first half, but second half they just kind of throttled Miami, and they didn't really show much. Just a bad play, bad number, and just not not a good deal. But uh, there's a few other ones that I kind of think about going, but it wouldn't have been a that good of a week for me. So I'm kind of glad I kind of minimized the risk, but it'd be nice to get uh, on the board here and get back into the positive because it's a kind of rough rough start here so far. Yeah, definitely. Um, that's what I just got back on the uh, close close to even for the year. But uh, we really haven't – I mean, remember last year it seemed like we were firing a lot more, so hopefully there will be a little bit more opportunity here going forward. But it has been kind of a, a slow start in terms of the amount of plays and the success of the plays. So hopefully we can uh, you know figure something out here going forward and, and find some value. Uh, so now we're going to – get going here with our new segment we talked about a little bit last week but uh, we're going to be breaking it down uh every week the games from the prior week where the number mattered in terms of uh where you bought it um some so the examples and we're going to have this week it'll be games where you could have bet either side depending on when you bought it during the week and either and and one on either side so just going to quite mention those just kind of emphasize your weekly how important it is to get the best of the number and the the games that you know came down to fluke plays like that monday night game last night so uh you want to get the sounder here rob and we'll, we'll get into the segment getting the best of the number all right rob so what games did you uh find from last week where the number mattered yeah the the first one was at tampa bay new york giants game quite a bit of steam came on the Giants pretty much all week. I was on them myself as well. And they lost by two at, at the end there, which could have gone a few different ways, but ended up losing by two. And there's actually a few books that closed Tampa minus two. So if you waited till the last second and got a really bad number from what was available, which shouldn't be too many people, but if for whatever reason you only had one out and you're in Vegas, and I think there were some twos, I think one was at Canner. I can't remember the other one was, but there was a handful of twos around town uh, that closed at Tampa minus two. So if you waited till then and had that only that book, and again, if you didn't shop around, which is against what we would tell you to do, but there were some people that could have potentially pushed there. So again, you just got to get the best of the numbered, and you could have won, won or pushed either side if you got the best of it. So that's the first example, and, and then uh, if you want to speak for the second one. Yeah, well, I was just going to say, yeah, the, on the flip side of it, if you, had, you sat there on Tampa and waited all week and then finally saw it go down to two, uh, you basically had no business really covering that game in a lot of ways, and you ended up getting a push out of it. So, you know, you take that and run for sure. Uh, the other example was that uh, Monday night game last night was just a crazy, crazy ending between the, the Redskins and the Chiefs there. Uh, it, actually, the the both the side and the total got flipped on the last play of the game, but the uh, total in particular at one point in the week it was 49.5. So the underbetters that jumped on it right away and got that 49.5, Ended up uh, winning the bet either either way after that uh, ridiculous lateral 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 touchdown by the Chiefs, whereas the people that jumped on at close right before game time and took the under at 47 and a half uh, ended up getting a pretty bad beat there at the end. And on the flip side, the people that 
took the over at uh, Reddit Open, which I'm sure probably wasn't too many people. But uh, they ended up losing anyway, and then the people that waited till close ended up getting a miracle cover there for the over. So depending on when you got that in the week, you could have been a loser or a winner, uh, whether you're on the over or the under. So pretty uh, pretty crazy there. And uh, so that's just something to keep in mind. Those are the two examples from this week, and there will be plenty more here to go as we uh, go forward here the rest of the year. So stay tuned in the following weeks for that. So now we'll uh, get right into the Week 5 slate here and start uh, going game by game. So first up, uh, we'll mention the buys. This is the first week of buys. Uh, there's four teams on buy. We got the Falcons, the Broncos, the Saints, and the Redskins. And then there's no London game this week for the, the first time in a while. So do you have any, uh, any thoughts or opinions on any of those four buy teams that you want to say anything about there quick, Rob? No, I don't really have a whole lot. I mean, that Washington, I think, was decently impressive. I didn't get to catch the tail end of the game because I was on the plane, but I got to see the highlights after I landed, which glad I didn't get a plus seven, Washington plus seven in my pocket because I was pretty close to pulling the trigger there. But uh, I think they might be a team that's a little more frisky. I've kind of been higher up on them the last few weeks, and I think they're a little bit more frisky than people give them credit for. And I think that obviously that last that score there against Kansas City, which I think is one of the best teams in the NFL, it's pretty deceiving. So maybe maybe a little undervalued going into their bye week and coming off a bye might be some some to look into backing them uh, coming in week six. Yeah, that's, that's I was just gonna make a comment about that too. Is that there's a perfect case of an absolute wrong side winner on Kansas City or a right side loser on the Redskins. And you know, for people that don't. Um, they don't think that there is such thing as you know a, a right side loser or wrong side winner. It's whoever wins wins. It's like okay, anybody who watched that game, uh, the what the Redskins recovering that game for 59 minutes and 59 seconds and just a extremely fluke play ended up flipping the cover. So the the fact that you were getting seven points with Washington ended up losing that was just absolutely ridiculous. So it, that's a situation where they might create a little bit of value backing that team going forward because people are going to look back at that score and say, oh, the Chiefs won fairly comfortably and covered. But uh, anybody who watched the game and is intelligent at all knows that wasn't the case whatsoever. So that's a, a deal where you don't necessarily want to uh, – you definitely don't want to upgrade Kansas City, I don't think, for that performance. And you definitely don't want to downgrade Washington, even though looking at the score, you might have a little bit of inclination to do that. So – just wanted to make that point on there. Uh, it's a lot of the final score. It's obviously indicative of how the teams played on some level, but it's definitely not the end-all, be-all uh, to project performance going forward. You got to actually you know, look a little bit, delve a little bit further into the stats, kind of watch how the game played out. And a lot of NFL games, there's just a couple fluke plays that end up swinging the cover or or the winner of the game either way. And you know whether a tip ball goes up in the air and lands in a defender's hands or the offense's hands is extremely random and it might completely flip the cover so you really got to pay attention to stuff like that and if you know if you if you can't watch the game at least kind of either watch you know replay highlights of the the most important plays or look through the box scores and whatnot and kind of at least get a little bit better feel of of how the the game played out so you can kind of make better projections going forward but uh, anyway all right let's get to the uh, thursday night game here we got the patriots at the buccaneers Looks like the Pats are about five and a half point favorites on the road with a total of 55, 55 and a half. Pretty high total here. Yeah, exactly. I might guess here, New England minus three and a half, power rating three and a half as well. The opener was four at uh, Westgate, which is what we're going to use our openers for all these games, as well as the look ahead, which is the, the line from the week before that they post on Wednesday. 
that they have up uh, for the following week games that we do every week. Uh, and that look headline for this game was New England minus four and a half. So uh, clearly a little bit of money coming on New England just for the fact that they're coming off a loss and the Belichick coming off a loss is a decent stat. But this is just a different New England team. So I'm not really convinced that this is a good spot for New England right here anyway especially on the road like this, and their defense is kind of in shambles, one of the the de- worst defenses we've seen from them in a long time, if almost ever, and specifically this year, that's probably the worst defense in the league right now, just statistic-wise, so clearly have that high total, but uh, that, that seems still a little high. I understand that New England's got one of the worst defenses, if not the worst, and Tampa Bay's pretty banged up in the secondary, but it's still, this is seems a little too high, little too high even on top of that, so... Right now I'm kind of looking at the under, 56, 55 and a half, and uh, I, I like it quite a bit at 55 and a half if, uh, or, or 56, either one. So I think that would be the way I look. I'm looking. I don't know if I'll really play on it. And uh, likewise, it's you know going to be a Tampa Bay or pass for me on the side. So I'm going to be seeing how much higher it can get, and obviously the public's going to be getting involved. It's a Thursday night game, primetime game, although usually the Thursdays aren't that great. But see how see how we can get it to go, and I'll probably be releasing it, or if I do, I should say I'd probably – when I think it's going to be the top of the market or when the t- price on Tampa Bay is going to get the highest so we can get the most value. So kind of stay tuned for that. Uh, this might be one of the first Thursday night games I get involved with and might be involved side and total. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, I'm, I pretty much echo those sentiments. So I'll be pretty short on this one. I, it, like you mentioned, I don't really like bucking uh, Belichick and Brady off a loss. That just has has been a horrible angle, but it is the different New England team with how bad their defense is. Uh, it's the worst defense I can remember in New England in a while. And uh, so I, I don't know. I, I, the only way I could really go here, I think, is Tampa taking the five and a half at home on a, uh, taking the home home team on a Thursday night on the short week there. Uh, but at the same time, I don't really like. I don't think Tampa's been particularly impressive. Uh, themselves and I, I just don't really trust them either. I don't really trust Jameis. So I think from a pure numbers value play, you kind of look Tampa, but uh, just the the Belichick Brady and the not trusting Tampa factor combined, I just don't really feel like getting involved there at the the current number. And I'd probably take probably take up to a full seven for me to actually get involved on the Tampa side. Uh, in terms of the total, I agree with you. Just from a pure numbers play. 56 is just a pretty high total. Um, so I think just just like I said, strictly from the numbers, I kind of lean under. And even though there are a lot of factors pointing towards the over, if uh, they just happen to go dead for one quarter, that's just a ridiculously high number that they're not going to be able to keep pace with uh, the rest of the game, even if it is pretty high scoring. So on these Thursday night games where they're kind of just wonky in general and, and a lot of times they're sloppy and and kind of slower paced. I just think out of a, a pure value standpoint, I'll I'll probably have a bet on the under. It's not a uh, you know lock by any means or a large wager for me, but I'll I'll have a, a dabble on there um, for sure. Yeah, the other thing I want to mention real quick is <clears throat> I kind of undervalued this last year and I had a few bets that I was kind of mad at myself after the fact. But one of the biggest factors in totals is wind, uh, how much wind there is, and this is obviously in the Bucks. They have an open stadium, Raymond Jones State or James Stadium, and. Uh, Wind speeds right now are projected to be anywhere between 12 and 15 miles an hour during the game, and that's pretty significant, which most people aren't going to be accounting for. Um, most people think, oh, a lot of you know rain, snow, bad weather is going to be affecting, but that's kind of out for that's a little bit more debatable. But I think wind speed is definitely not a benefit at all to the over. It's pretty much an under 
for almost for sure depend on how much is going to affect it and i think this is a game where it's kind of high as it is and then you add the wind speed into the factor i think if anything it's just going to help the under so just a lot harder to get the offense going with higher winds and get the timing and everything like that down whether you play football or golf or anything it just makes it a lot more difficult to get everything uh, on, on you know on cue yeah i mean just naturally you just it's going to be hard to throw the ball or long distances accurately and and catch when it's moving around like that so it's going to be not only are the the play is going to be tougher to make, but the coordinators are going to be a lot more conservative and, and try to avoid, you know, throwing it into the wind like that. So this kind of makes sense on a couple different levels there. So that's a, that's a good point to bring up. Uh, we'll go to the first of the Sunday games. Looks like we got the LA Chargers, the 0-4 LA Chargers at the 0-4 New York Giants. Uh, that should be a pretty good one here. Looks like the Giants are laying about three and a half, uh, four maybe with juice towards the dog at home and 44 and a half or so the total. Yeah, my guess here, Giants 3, power rating Giants minus 3.5, the Westgate open, the Giants minus 4.5, and, and the look ahead was the Giants minus 3. And yeah, like you said, two on four teams coming at it here. And a little bit of market support right away for the Chargers, I guess, just judging off the opener. But I would assume that as we go through the week here, towards the week, we might see a little bit of Giants money coming back at this 3.5 number. That's pretty much sitting at across the board for the most part, so... I don't think there's going to be a whole lot of market support for the Chargers, and even though my power rating puts it right here, I don't really have any way, which way to look, but it's just really hard to back this Chargers team right now. I I know we were on them a few weeks ago. I think he released as a play when they were plus three at home, and then last week I had, didn't release him as a play, but I had uh, quite a bit of money on them again, and just just nothing, and maybe it would be one of those deals once they get away from home from their soccer stadium that they play at, they might be able, have a little more success, but I just don't really want to buy the come. And I think the Giants have shown quite a bit, uh, a little bit more impressive, and I think they're definitely better than a zero, an 0-4 team. So I, I don't know if I'm going to be laying points with an 0-4 team with the Giants, especially when I think the Chargers are somewhat capable, but uh, it's just a game I'm going to have to probably pass. And I, I did like the over, and uh, had, once was at 43.5 and put small wager in, but now at 44, 44.5, and, and even a 45, a few shots in Vegas, it's, uh, I think, a little too high for my, too uh, rich for my blood. Yeah, I kind of disagree on this one. I think there's value on the Chargers on anything more than three, and maybe even at three. Um, if you if you look at the games they play this year, they lost. You know, they they haven't been able to pull out any games, and they've been choke artists in the fourth quarter, which is kind of their mo over the last few years. But uh, you know, the opener they they end up losing by three to Denver, even though it was a little deceiving. But that's kind of what Philip Rivers does in garbage time is work his way back. Then they got the Dolphins in week two. They their field goal kicker misses the kick, and they lose by two. Then that Chiefs game, which is the only bet I had on them, of course, getting three, they were, weren't super competitive, and Rivers basically threw that away, so you got to throw that one out. And then last week against the Eagles, they were basically getting throttled, and they end up coming back and losing by two. So three out of the four games, they've lost by three or less. I just think they're the type of team that, you know, can't uh, can't quite get the job done, and they're I think their coach is pretty spotty. I'm not a big fan of his game management, really. And, uh, you know, Rivers is throwing a fit like a little kid there <laughs> multiple times. So, you know, their, their chemistry might not be spectacular, but I think they're talented enough to, to kind of hang in there, especially with this Giants team that I haven't been uh, too impressed with for the most part. So I think uh, getting anything more than three, it just kind of seems like a field goal game to me either way. I wouldn't be surprised uh, however it plays out. So I wasn't surprised at all by the initial market support for the Chargers. And I, I kind of expect this game to go off at three, uh, but we'll see how it how it ended up at the end of the week. Um, if I if I do see some more downward pressure on this number, I'm uh, going to snap up a three and a half myself. 
and uh, maybe release it as a play if I get after it early enough. And uh, I'd be I'd be pretty surprised myself if it goes up at all. But we can monitor this one as the week goes on and and see how it is. Uh, the next game we got is Buffalo at Cincinnati. Uh, kind of an interesting one here. Uh, looks like Cincinnati's about a three point favorite with a total of 39 or so. Yeah, my guess here is Cincy minus two and a half. Power rating was a pick, and the opener at the Westgate had Cincy minus three and a half, and the look at it was Cincy minus three. This is one uh, when we both were looking at this one and first came out. It just seemed kind of ridiculous. I don't know how Cincy's laying this many points. It's, uh, yeah, they're at home, and but they're just not a good team. I, I don't know what they have to do. They showed a little bit of I won't say brilliance, but a little bit of. A little bit of something against the Packers two weeks ago for the first quarter slash first half, but then after that they're pretty much dead, and then they look okay against Cleveland. But that Cleveland team is just pretty tough to watch. We watched most of that game and or all of it, and it's yeah. just tough to watch. And it wasn't Cincy being brilliant; it was just <laughs> Cleveland being completely inept. Yeah, exactly. So, I at the Westgate I hopped on right away at three and a half, but figuring taking Buffalo plus three and a half, figuring there's just no way that, that taking that extra hook's not going to be a a good bet, and I still like it a lot now. Now it's sitting at three, even with a little bit of juice at some places towards Buffalo. I still like it, especially if you can get a flat three. I still like it, obviously not as much as my three and a half with the hook, but if you can get a three flat three, I think Buffalo is a better team here, and I don't think Cincy, Cincy has at best an average home field. So I think, yeah, if you can take Buffalo at three or anything higher than that, that's a pretty good bet in my opinion. So that'll be something I'll be looking at, and I think this line's either – it's got to come. I don't think it's going to be getting any higher than three, and so it's either coming down or maybe sitting right where it's at now. But like I said, I I like the Buffalo side here, and no really opinion on the total. I think it's maybe uh maybe right where it should be. Yeah, this is kind of a shame that uh, Atlanta didn't come back and beat Buffalo straight up. It was then they would flew under the radar a little bit more, and you might have got even a little bit more value on them. And just from a psychological standpoint, they would have came in at two and two and probably been a little bit hungrier. Whereas now. I definitely think the value here is on Buffalo, and I do think they're a better team than Cincinnati. But the only thing that kind of worries me is, you know, maybe are they feeling a little too fat and happy when they're leading their division and they're three and one, and now they just beat the one of the people, probably the team that other than the Chiefs, probably um, you know the people thought was the best team in the league going into last week, the three and zero Falcons. So this is just that's not a, a great spot. You're definitely buying pretty high on the Bills. But it's the number just seems so out of whack with with how talented and and good these teams are right now. So I, yeah, I don't give the Bengals any credit for beating that terrible Browns team and and hanging in there with the Packers for a half. Um, it just no, I just haven't been impressed by them at all. So the only way I can really look here is the Bills. I just really don't like the situation, and uh, it just feels like you're buying so high on them. So that at, since I didn't get the three and a half like you did, uh, I probably would make a smaller bet. On the Bills plus three, just out of principle, but uh, it won't be one of my bigger bets either. So, anyway, we'll move on to the next game. Uh, a real appealing one here. We got the Jets of New York at the Cleveland Browns. Looks like this is down to a pick here with a total of 39 again or so. Yeah, uh, my guess here Cleveland three, power rating three, opener was Cleveland two and a half, minus 120, and the look at it was Cleveland minus four. I'm kind of a little surprised. You just kind of see the markets collapsing on Cleveland. I, I shouldn't say surprised, but you kind of seeing the markets collapsing and just off the last few weeks' performance. But uh, this Jets team hasn't shown me a whole lot either. So it's kind of like a game, obviously, you don't want to be watching. It's just a bad game. And 
hard to figure out and i just figure you got to put it at three but you know even that looking at it, it seems a little high and that's obviously why i've seen the money but this kind of seemed like now it's getting to the point where it's a little too low again where you're talking about the jets are a better team than cleveland so I, uh, uh, this is a tough one but i mean i'm uh, at, at three if, if you get it at th- if you would have got it at three or even two and a half then i would have had a slight lean to the jets although i probably would have stayed away but now you're talking into the back to the pick area where if it's in the pick range for the point spread, now I'm talking about where you know I'll take Cleveland getting basically a couple points of value, thinking these teams are pretty close to even, and hoping that they can figure something out. But I don't know if I'm going to be actually putting money in my pocket with a Cleveland team that I just can't really have any faith in right now. So I'll be looking at Cleveland and see if it gets any lower, but I'm most likely just not be involved in this game. Well, I mean, does Cleveland even have a home field advantage right now? Are there are their fans really going to be coming out and getting fired up when they're on four and clearly have no shot of doing anything? I'd I don't really think so. I, I think the Jets are, I think they've been significantly more impressive than Cleveland. Even, I mean, McCown will make mistakes and, and their defense will give up some points here and there, but at least they've looked like they have a competent NFL team. The, the Browns, not only last week, but even against the Colts, I, I didn't end up putting a release on them against the Colts, but I had them in some pools and whatnot, and they just couldn't have been more embarrassing for the first half and they fell down huge early and then they came back to make it look competitive and they only lost by three but they were just just pretty embarrassing looking most of the game there and then of course they just last week it was just a, a comedy of errors there so I, I i think the jets have played significantly better football than cleveland uh at the same time do you really want to you know take the jets not getting any points on the road not not particularly but if i had to pick one of the two sides, I'd say, give me the Jets, and and what uh, is not going to be essentially a coin flip. Uh, I think the the Jets are a little bit better, and without a whole lot of home field, that's the way I'd look. Do I feel confident enough to be putting a lot of money on McCown on the road? No, <laughs> so I won't be getting too involved monetarily. But if you force me to pick, uh, the Jets are the only way I could look in this game, and unless it got all the way up to the Jets minus three, which I don't think has any chance of getting all the way up there. And even then, I'd kind of be torn between which way I wanted to go. So I think that's enough about that game. That's just a not even a game that I'm really that intrigued in watching, but I'll definitely fi- find a TV for it. <laughs> um, next up we got is Jacksonville at Pittsburgh. Uh, it looks like Pittsburgh's line eight and a half with a total of 43 and a half. Yeah, so let's see. My got my guess here. Pittsburgh minus nine. The power rating Pittsburgh minus seven and a half. The opener was Pittsburgh minus eight and a half, and the look ahead was Pittsburgh minus seven and a half. So yeah, like most places, either sitting at eight and a half or nine. Most shops in Vegas are at nine. Offshore's at eight and a half. Obviously, that teaser protection comes into play here, and just uh, seems like a little bit of value on Jacksonville. Something over seven. I don't. I just don't think Pittsburgh's in any business be laying this big, uh, big of points as many points in this uh, at home even they just uh, haven't shown me much so I don't know but <laughs> with Jacksonville it's a mixed bag too I bet against them last week and kind of figuring with Bortles they're just coming off of a, a big win and I, I just really like fading Jacksonville and they're fat and happy and coming off a big win like that so now they're coming now it's kind of the opposite going back to, to Pittsburgh where they got a big game uh, they lost to the Jets in overtime there at the end so that was pretty disappointing for them when they were laying three on the road or even four. And with, so like I said, it's just Pittsburgh's just laying too many points, I think, but it's just, I don't really trust this Jacksonville team either. So I'll be looking to see where this market goes, but it looks like a little bit of market sports coming for Jacksonville. It's been bet down a little bit. So 
Like my power rating has it seven and a half, so I won't be surprised if it moves down even another tick. And I don't think it'll quite get to you know flat seven, but sitting in that eight, eight and a half, seven and a half even uh, range somewhere in there. As I'm guessing where it's going to close. So, like I said, I like Jacksonville, and if you get a nine, I don't think that's a too bad of a bet to get Jacksonville plus nine. Yeah, I haven't been overly impressed with the Steelers by any means, but they have played three of their first four on the road, and you know kind of took care of business against the Browns, had that debacle against the Bears, and then pretty much destroyed the Ravens last week, which I don't know how impressed with that is because I'm not a huge Ravens guy. And then the one game against the Vikings, uh, after Keenum gets thrown in there late in the week, they took care of the Vikings fairly easily, and that was their only home game. So I do agree with you at first glance. It does look like this number is a little inflated. And there might be a little bit of value on Jacksonville. But then when you start, when I started thinking about it, it's like, well, Pittsburgh really hasn't looked that great, but I do think they've they do have a pretty high ceiling, and if they do get stuff together, uh, I think they can score plenty of points to, you know, to cover a number without a whole lot of trouble. And then if you look at, you know, maybe they are, uh, they have a pretty good home field, uh, since our only ex- or, you know, example to look at right now is that one Vikings game, which you, who, who really knows what you can take out of it. I think if I'm just going to kind of take a wait-and-see approach uh, in terms of how the Steelers are at home and, and if they can get it going. Whereas Jacksonville, if I did trust them a little bit more, uh, if I trusted Bortles more, uh, if I trusted them to bounce back on the road again more, uh, I might get involved with it. But Because uh, I do like their defense a fair amount. I think they should be able to stay fairly competitive. But I just don't really trust Bortles or that offense enough where if the Steelers do jump out on them, I think it could get fairly ugly. So I, I could see this game playing out of a variety of ways. The one thing I can't really see happening a whole lot is it'd be hard for me to see Jacksonville actually pulling the upset. So I would be kind of inclined to, to tease uh, Pittsburgh down to you know, under three. I think I think that's kind of the route I would look in this game. I don't know. I haven't really scoured the board too much for potential teasers, but I think that's this is one that I would definitely kind of throw into my potential collection of tease plays this week. If you could tease them down to two and a half, two, anywhere in there. Uh, that's kind of the way I look in this game, but I, not nothing super heavy on it just because I wouldn't be, you know, I don't totally trust Pittsburgh yet, but I, I think that's probably the, the best value play on the in this game, in my opinion. Uh, the next game we got Tennessee at Miami. Uh, looks like there's not really any numbers here. I know it, it shows a couple Tennessee minus threes. I don't know if those are stale numbers or even up anymore. I don't know. Do you have anything on this one? No, I don't. Yeah, it's kind of hard to figure out with who's playing and everything between Mariota or her castle. So, um, I think. What are, you, what are you talking about? They just signed your boy Brandon Whedon today. He oh, might I might make a return. Oh, I didn't see that. That's, uh, I can't say. I don't know how you decide between those two, but anyway. <laughs> you I think it'd be a death play, but yeah, I don't know. Would you feel more confident with the fresh Brandon Whedon or with that castle we watched last week? I don't, I don't kind of a coin toss. I, I think you have to go castle, but I mean, obviously, <laughs> if they're thinking something different or they're trying to give him some competition to kind of give him push him a little bit. I don't know, but. Yeah, I didn't hear that, so I'll have to look into that more. But, yeah, I don't really have much on this game. I'm just going to kind of wait and see what the number comes. I'm most likely not going to be involved anyway because I don't know. Any of the quarterbacks, I've known, even if uh, Mariota did play, you're kind of still not really sure how good he's going to be, how uh, healthy and everything. And then you have Cutler, who's kind of a question mark too. So stay away game for me. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if Matt Moore ends up taking over at some point this year because I've, you know, I've, I've been uh, fairly high on Cutler. I've been more of a Cutler supporter than your average person over the over the years but this year that uh new london game was just pretty ugly 
against New Orleans. So I, I wouldn't be shocked if just from a chemistry or mojo standpoint, they ended up making a change at some point. But that's, I think Cutler's going to be able to put a game or two together here at some point. And this is a Tennessee team, regardless of who your quarterback, I just really trust on the road to, to cover a number. So I think that's about enough for that one. Uh, next game up we got is those uh, fighting San Francisco 49ers at the Indianapolis Colts. Looks like Indy's about a point-and-a-half favorite with a total of 44. Yeah, my guess here is a pick, and my power rating was a pick. Uh, let's see, Westgate opened Indianapolis minus 2.5, minus 120, and the look-ahead was Indianapolis minus 2.5, and, and some San Francisco money coming just kind of like I expected. I think just you know, laying points here with Indy, it's just kind of tough. And I think you mentioned it last week about San Francisco being a little more frisky than people give them credit for, and I kind of agree with that. And then last week they you know looked okay and uh better than better than like a one of the worst teams in the league i guess you could say so however you want to put that but indianapolis obviously is pretty uh awful as well so like i said i don't i don't really see much in this game it's just kind of hard i don't even need to belabor it much more but i think it's kind of slight lean towards san francisco i guess with this number but otherwise it's gonna be passed yeah like with, with the Niners now, after that week one debacle, they lost to Seattle by three, they lost to the Rams by two, and then they should have beat the Cardinals last week, but Hoyer didn't play particularly well, and they lost by three to the Cardinals. So every game they've kept it close. I like them in a situation where they're catching a big number uh, just to hang in it as opposed to in this price range where they actually have to basically win the game or, or lose by a point in order to cover the number. Because kind of like the Chargers, I've... I have a decent amount of faith in these guys keeping her close, but I don't necessarily have faith that they're going to pull out and win close games. However, um, unlike the Chargers, I have way more faith in Kyle Shanahan to make better decisions late in the game than I do with the Chargers coach. So I think uh, I'd be willing to take a leap of faith here on, on the Niners again. I, I just think they're a better team than Indianapolis, and uh, I have a lot more faith that Hoyer will step his game up and kind of match uh, the San Francisco defensive play here lately versus uh, Indianapolis, any part of them really pulling it together. Uh, no, I didn't watch all of the Sunday night game, but it kind of started playing out how I was expecting it to. And I just don't really think Indy's any good. The, the only team they beat is the Browns at home. And uh, so I, I think I'll be on the San Francisco side here. I don't have a bet on them yet, but I don't, I can't really see this going up towards Indy anymore. So I think this is one where I might as well just take the one and a half or or San Francisco money line, and uh, and hope they can get her done. Next game is Arizona at Philadelphia. Uh, it looks like Philadelphia is a six and a half point favorite with a total of forty five. Yeah, my guess here: Philadelphia minus six and a half. My power rating: Philadelphia minus seven and a half. And the opener was six and a half Philadelphia, and the look at was Philadelphia minus five. This is something I jumped on. I got, I think I got a six minus one hundred five right at open uh, on Philly. Kind of just a small bet that I liked. I think I think this number's got going nowhere but up, and I think it's going to close at seven. So I I don't, I don't really I don't really see how it wouldn't. I think Philadelphia is a quite a bit better team than Arizona. Yeah, they're banged up a little bit on the defensive of the side of the ball of the ball, but Arizona's just really not that good of a team. I think they're a bottom tier team, and they've got a few overtime wins. It's kind of deceiving for their record and. There's sure there's flashes where Palmer looks pretty good or pretty capable, but then there's other times for the rest of the game where that's uh, everything just kind of looks dead and and there's just not much going on. So I think Philadelphia is I'm, I'm not super high in Philadelphia, but I think that's just uh, I don't like laying uh, a big 
anything over three like this, but I think it's just uh, there's a, the values on Philadelphia at, at six or maybe even at six and a half. So, like I said, I, I think this number's moving to seven and won't be surprised at all if it was uh, seven across the board. So I'm going to be on Philadelphia here and a um, little bit, little wager on Philadelphia, and I'll be uh, against Arizona. I think they might get a little bit exposed this, uh, this week. Yeah, I mean – Talk about a fraudulent, it's, it's still early in the season, but talk about a fraudulent record. Two and two here for the Cardinals. I mean, they've beat the Colts in overtime in a game they had no business winning, and then they beat the Niners in overtime last week in a game which they had pretty much no business winning. And then they got throttled by the Cowboys and fell, basically collapsed and got handled pretty easily against the Lions. So I just couldn't be a whole lot less impressed with the Cardinals. I think they're just a complete fraud at this point. Uh, the Eagles have been fairly impressive, even though the one problem is they don't really win by a margin a whole lot. You know, they they ended up holding off the Chargers last week, winning by two, and then the, the, they beat the Giants there late with that field goal, so win by three a couple weeks ago. Uh, I guess they did beat, and even that game they won week one against Washington, they won by 13, but I remember, I think, were you on Washington in that game, or were you on Philly? Um, Which game? Week one, Washington-Philly game. I think you were on Philly, weren't you? I don't remember, to be honest. I don't I didn't okay. release this as a play. I'm not sure what I had. No, I remember. I think you had some Philly money, and, and they were kind of going back and forth the whole time, and then Cousins had that drive late there to, to win it, and then he had that weird fumble six where Philly returned it and ended up winning by 13, even though it was pretty deceiving. It was definitely like a coin flip game. So my, I guess my main point is, uh, even though I'd, I like Philly, and that's, I think, uh, the only way I'd look is Philly, and I like your bet a decent amount. But it's just it's they scare me a little bit covering a number, uh, but I just I don't have a whole lot of hesitation that they're going to win this game. I just think they're a significantly better team, and I think the Cardinals are sneakily one of the worst. Oh, I don't know five teams in the league, even though they have a two and two record right now, and they're tied for second in the NFC West. So I think this is going to be the other half of my uh, you know Pennsylvania teaser here. I tease the Eagles down to a pick and get it through. You know, down below six, get it down below four, get it down below three. Uh, I just, it's hard for me to envision uh, the Philly rolling over and losing this game. So that's uh, that's the way I would look here. Uh, next game we got Carolina at Detroit. Detroit's uh, two, two and a half point favorite home, and there must be some Carolina money coming, and a uh, total of 44. Yeah, I don't understand this one. Uh, my guess, Detroit minus three and a half. My power rate, Detroit minus five. The Westgate opened Detroit minus three, minus one twenty, and the look ahead was Detroit minus four. I, I just don't know if people aren't watching this Carolina team, or they just see a win against New England, or what they're looking at. But this Carolina team has quite a bit of trouble, or quite a bit of problems, and they're, you know, obviously have Greg Olson out, and they have some other injuries on the offensive line, and, some, and then their defense has obviously looked better this year. And I don't think you can complain much about their defense, but this, I don't know what else this Detroit team could really show me before I would say, okay, this team's pretty good. Cause I was, I was pretty low on them coming into the season, but like anybody that tries to do this for, you know, to make money or to make for a living, you gotta, you gotta say that you're wrong sometimes, or you gotta adjust your, your rankings or how good a team is. And I think that's kind of the case with Detroit. And so that's when I, I, I took this number at three minus one ten. Like I said, it opened to three minus one twenty on Detroit, and uh, I figured that it's going to be going up to three and a half. So now that we're seeing some two twos and even two and a halfs pretty much across the board, um, I just I'm just dumbfounded at why that why that money's coming from. I just don't get it. But what, whatever. Um, I like I said, I think Detroit coming home is uh, they're not a great home team by any means, but. Just in a dome like this with uh, against Carolina, I just 
like I said, I'm just not very high on this Carolina team. And Cam's been really flaky, and their offense hasn't been that good. And then, of course, okay, they show up one time against the probably the worst defense in the league in New England in kind of a shootout game, which, okay, that's one thing. But now you got to do it against Detroit, which has, seems like their defense has been pretty capable. So I, I've liked Stafford, and I already said, like I said, I already got Detroit, and which looks like it's going to be a bad number. But I guess we'll see how much lower it can get. And I'll almost for sure be having a play on this and releasing it on roundsports.com and it might even be a uh, put a little more money involved in this game than I already have. Yeah, I'm kind of not real willing to change position yet. I've been impressed a little bit with the Lions, but I still don't think they're that good. I think they're, I I mean, I guess I don't think there's a whole lot of really good teams in the league. So by default, I guess they're an upper tier team, but I still don't think they're, have been particularly impressive. I think the Vikings pretty much handed them that game last week. I don't think I wasn't super impressed by their offense and their defense played okay, but it was just kind of a lot of unforced errors on the Vikings side. That that being said, though, I haven't been that impressed at all with this Panthers team either. So, um, yeah, just because they got right against this god awful Patriots defense, I'm not going to give them a ton of credit after they laid a complete egg against the Saints the week before. And then kind of, you know, won a weird fluky game, low scoring 9-3 game against the Bills the week before that. Even though that win looks a little bit better now, but I just, their offense, um, I just don't think's right still. And don't necessarily trust the, them to keep up in what could be, you know, a little, a little bit of the makings of a shootout against Detroit. I think Stafford's going to be able to put up some points. I just don't really trust Cam and, and that offense to keep up with them. So in a strange kind of turn of events here, um, I'll almost for sure have a bet on Detroit. Not a, not a huge bet, but I said I just still don't really trust them. But I think in this price range, it's just kind of kind of absurd. I don't, I don't know how this game isn't at least three uh, with Detroit. Yeah, I, I, I thought know. it might be getting steamed up a little bit and might end up in the four four and a half range. So the fact it's at two at places is uh, just kind of a shocker to me. So I'd, this is another perfect example, kind of like you said, you have to admit when you're wrong um, to take it seriously. You have to be able to bet any team in the league based on what the number is. And Detroit's a team I would have never expected me myself to be on here the first few weeks in the season. But at this number, I, I just don't think I really have any choice but to jump on Detroit. I just think uh, it's a pretty great value here. So um, begrudgingly, uh, that's that's what I'm going to be on, and and I hope for the best at uh, you know two or two and a half, anything under field goal. Well, that's the thing. I mean, that's the market's telling us right now that they're basically saying Carolina's better than Detroit by. A, a good point or two so uh, depending on what you give Detroit for home field advantage I think you got to give them three for sure and uh about three so it's like okay and the, 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 then the funny part is most of the sharper shops like I'm looking at Pinnacle uh what is it where's another one I'm looking at um sports betting off, both of those offshore they're definitely Pinnacle's one of the sharpest books and sports betting's a sharper book as well and they're they're the ones at two and then the other other books are at two and a half. Those are the more square books that are offshore or in Vegas. So just by the looks of it, where the, the market's looking, it's, it looks to be heading even more closer to a pick as opposed to heading back to a three. So like I said, I'm shocked. I don't understand it, but I guess I'm just going to kind of wait around and see see where this market goes. And like I said, I'll be uh, releasing the play in Detroit sometime whenever I think the number's the best, uh, the best of it here at some point this week. Yeah, definitely. So that's the, uh, like I said, we got eight early games. That was the last of those. And then uh, back to three late games here. So that's a little disappointing, but at least this first one's a pretty good one. We got Seattle at the Rams. The Rams land one, one and a half, two, somewhere in there, uh, with a total of 47. 
Yeah, my guess here, the Rams minus one. My power range was Seattle minus one and a half. The Westgate opened as a pick, and the look ahead was Seattle minus three. So clearly just judging off that look ahead line, pretty big adjustment just from the Rams. Big win last week in, in Seattle. I don't think they really were adjusted much. They had a close game against Indianapolis, and then kind of just, I don't even know what happened there. It was a tie game, 18-18, and they kind of just ran away with it. But it wasn't, it's not like I was saying, oh, wow, that's really impressive on Seattle's side. I think it's just more of a, a downgrade on Indianapolis, but uh, this, you know, this is a tough game. You're going to be buying the Rams high here, which I'm not completely sold on them. I think they're definitely improved, but I think people are kind of getting a little too far ahead of the horse here. And uh, But the, at the same time, I just don't know if I like the Seattle team much more. <laughs> so I, I think the only way I could look would be towards Seattle, but um, it came down a little bit since the Open, kind of closer to that, you know, like one and one and a half from two and a half. So I don't know how much more money we'll see on Seattle, but uh, that'd be the way I'd lean right now, and we'll kind of just wait to see if, if you know, the public... I would assume the public's still going to be on Seattle, even though they haven't been that impressive this year, but it'll be interesting to see if they, who they'll be back in this, this weekend, if it'll be more of a jump on the bandwagon of the Rams, or if they still like the Seattle just because they've always been a good team the last uh, four or five years. So I'm kind of interested to see where this one goes, and it should be a good game, and hopefully we can learn a lot, but I don't know if I'll be making making much money on this game. Yeah, this is another game where I kind of want to fade both teams. Seattle looking, uh, you said not super impressive, but blowing somebody out in prime time, uh, and and having a pretty, being a pretty uh, publicly backed team here over the last few years, that's kind of seems like a good spot to fade them. But then the Rams beating the Cowboys, who in a pretty widely seen game, and getting a three and one and leading the division, having a bunch of you know are the Rams for real talk over the last week. Uh, that's a team I want to fade too. So it kind of sucks they're playing against each other. I think the numbers, you know, anywhere, anywhere between three and three, um, you know, I think if either team was getting the field goal, I'd, I'd probably take them here. But anywhere in between, I just don't really know what to make of this. I don't really know what to trust and what not to trust. Uh, I like certain aspects of both teams. I dislike certain aspects of both teams. So, like you said, uh, this will be a game that I just uh, really interested in watching and, and seeing if uh, what kind of information I can gather. But this one, I won't be involved with. I don't think unless something goes haywire here in the number. So uh, let's go on to the next one. Next game we got uh, Baltimore and the EJ Manuel-led Oakland Raiders. Looks like Oakland's laying two and a half with juice, maybe three with juice towards the dog. Uh, a total of 40? Yeah, that's my guess. I had it with Carr. I did it like I always do. I do it between, or most of the time I do, I should say. Um, about right about halftime of the afternoon games when I do my ratings, so I have everything set for what I think the line should be when the lines first come out right after the afternoon games get uh, completed. So this was a car line for me. Uh, I had Oakland minus six and a half as my guess and my power rating, and the look at was Oakland minus five. But like you said, EJ Manuel came in and they made that adjustment to the point spread, which obviously is well deserved. Just like my pick of the week last week, I had Oakland, and once Car went down, I had pretty much had no faith that. They're going to be able to come back and, and, and stick it to Denver, but they all, they all, they're pretty close to, closer than I would have expected with, with Manuel behind center. But I just can't back this team, and it's just a game where I, I, don't, know, I don't know what to make of it. You're sitting at 2.5-3, and, and I'm not sure what to make of Baltimore right now. They have offensive line problems. They can't move the ball. They can't do anything. Flacco looks pretty awful, which I'm sure a lot of that's Flacco and a lot of that's offensive line. And then with Oakland, they even have their own troubles at the offensive line, and then they have you know the backup quarterback coming in with EJ Manuel, which I'm not very high on. So 
I think this game is probably much, pretty much right where it should be. Uh, not knowing much, but I won't be surprised of the result pretty much of anything. So if, if you, if you don't know that, if you know that little and aren't very confident on either side, I think it's a pretty easy stay away. Yeah, I pretty much echo those sentiments. I, I think I like Oakland a little bit better than Baltimore, but I also am not really ready to lay points with EJ Manuel, even though to his credit, he made quite a few good throws, I thought, last week. Uh, even though the last one he just kind of threw up as a jump ball that ended up stealing the game, but uh, I was pretty impressed. I know Cook dropped a couple there that kind of were right in his right in his bread basket, although he had he was about to get smoked a couple times, so uh, it's not catches they necessarily should have made, but I was still impressed that Manny will put him in those windows. Uh, do I trust him necessarily coming back, though, and putting up a good performance this week? Not really, especially against the Baltimore defense that I think it's been a little bit overrated this year, but I still think it's a pretty solid unit. Uh, but then am I ready to trust Flacco and, and that offensive unit? No. We watched, we watched them last week and that was just banging your head against the wall to try to, you know, for them to move the ball. So I would, like, like you, like you said, I wouldn't be surprised with basically any outcome of this game. You know, Baltimore blowout, Baltimore close win, Oakland close win, Oakland blowout, and none of those would surprise me even a little bit. So. And in that case, I think it's a pretty easy pass and just sit on the sidelines and have this as a secondary game to the Seattle Rams game. Uh, then the other, the third afternoon game we got is a little bit better one. Green Bay at Dallas. It's like Dallas is laying two at home with a total of 52, 52 and a half. Yeah, my guess here, Dallas minus two and a half. My power rating, Dallas minus one. The Westgate opened Dallas minus two and a half. And the look ahead was Dallas minus three at the Westgate. So. Again, kind of coming down a little bit, a little bit of money coming on Green Bay, getting closer to my power rating of one, and uh, I, I don't know. I, I my original thought here was taking Green Bay or looking at the Green Bay side, but the more I think about it, just you know, yeah, they are coming off a, a extra rest. They had that Thursday night game against the Bears, which they looked decently impressive, but then again, it's against the Bears and they were at home, and it was a pretty good spot for the the Packers. And I I did like the Packers last week and a decent amount, even laying that big point spread, but. Then you had Dallas that looked pretty looked pretty bad and lost a pretty tight game that they really shouldn't have even been in. I think much. Well, that was a game actually. Uh, the first half they looked like they were. I think I mentioned it to you. The first half it looked like okay. How is the how are the Rams even in this game? And the second half I'm like, well, how is Dallas even in this game? It was just a a game of two halves from from what I saw. And uh, so I don't know if the little bit of market sports getting lost for Dallas there or what. So I'm I'm a little bit down on Dallas, but then again I'm the same with Green Bay and kind of like you mentioned earlier, it just seems like all these teams there's not really any stellar teams all together, and uh, it's kind of tough because it's different than most years. There's a lot just a lot of parity it seems like with some pretty bad teams as well. But uh, I I really don't know what to make of this game. I guess it's kind of sitting pretty close to my power ratings and kind of just see where this market goes, but. Um, I think I'll probably just be passing this game. I don't really see, in, in, you know, look any way of the side, and really not much for the total either. Yeah, I kind of like Green Bay here. Not huge because I don't think the number is way out of whack. I think it's kind of where it should be. Um, and even, no matter how much it moves, you know, it's not going to get to Green Bay laying three. So I don't think it's a in a rush necessarily to jump on it. I'll probably hold out and see if there's any way there's some Dallas money, but I. I, I Highly doubt it. Um, the the my, I think Green Bay's. I, like, I've, I've been low on Dallas for a while, but against them last week and cash pretty easily with the Rams. Uh, I don't. I'm just not a huge Dallas fan. I just don't think they have any playmakers. Their offense. You know, if, if Zeke can and get it going running the ball, and they can kind of control the clock, and then do some play action with Dak. I think he's capable. 
But if they can't run the ball, I think their offense is pretty much screwed. Um, you know, I just I don't think Des Bryant's nearly the kind of the playmaker uh, star he was in years past. I think he's kind of slowed down a step and just doesn't look that explosive. And they just don't really have any explosive players to kind of take the top off the defense. So if they have success running the ball early in the game, I think, uh, you know, it's one of those things maybe you could bet them live or bet them second half. But if they can't run the ball, uh, I just don't think they're going to have a whole lot of success as an offense. My one hesitation, though, back in Green Bay is, you know, Montgomery got hurt last week and looks like he's doubtful. Adams had that huge hit, and uh, I, I doubt he plays. Um, and hopefully he's, you know, <laughs> thinking clearly. And then uh, their line's still banged up, so there's just a lot of injuries on the Green Bay side. Um, so it's, you know, if if the Dallas defense can get, you know, get a rush on Rodgers, you know, maybe it could mitigate a little bit of the advantage I think Green Bay has. But I think Green Bay getting points is the only way I could look in this one. I just think uh, they're just a better caliber team than Dallas, and and Dallas's defense has hasn't been impressive at all. They you know gave up 35 last week. They only gave up 17, I guess, to the Cardinals team, and they gave up 42 to the Browns before that. So, I mean the Broncos before that. So I just uh, I think a good team can can take advantage of this Dallas team, and and that's the way I'll look. But uh, get you go. Since it's below three here, um, it'll be worthy of a bet for me, but not a large bet. Uh, the night game here is a pretty interesting one. We got Kansas City and back-to-back primetime games, laying one on the road at Houston, with a total of 47. Yeah, my guess here: Kansas City minus one and a half, power rating a pick. Westgate open, Kansas City minus one and a half, and the look ahead was Kansas City minus three. So first thing I look at here, just that adjustment from the the look ahead, but obviously this is before. Uh, the Kansas City played the night game last night and Monday night against Washington, and I don't think that really adjusted my power range much from it in that, that game. I think it was not pretty much what you expected. It was a pretty close game, and obviously, like you, we mentioned earlier with Washington, it was a pretty bad beat if you had them plus seven and no business losing that game uh, with the spread. But yeah, just just by my judging by my power ratings, I'd obviously take, have to have a lean here towards Houston and. I think Watson's looked pretty pretty good. I I know I said yesterday I was on Houston pretty good yesterday when we were watching there two days ago when we were watching the game and it, they they just look pretty impressive. I, I betting against Tennessee there and I think you're kind of buying a little bit higher now. I know they're, they're not really laying in the weeds as much as they were a few weeks ago or last week, but I think they're still a little bit undervalued. I'd say and obviously Kansas City still undefeated and another primetime game, so it's hard to imagine that the public's not going to be betting Kansas City, so we'll kind of see where this line moves, but um, I'll probably have, if nothing else, a small wager on, on kickoff uh, by Sunday night here on, on Houston, trying to see if they can sh- step up in uh, a big primetime game, which will be interesting to see and a lot will tell us a lot about, t- tell us a lot about this team. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if all the uh, public bettors that cash their Kansas City and over parlays on that last play, if they don't go broke during the, the you know day games, if they'll end up riding Kansas City again. And if that'll be inflated at all come game time. Uh, I don't really have a ton of opinion on this game. Like you said when we were watching it, it I mean, Houston probably looked the most impressive out of any team on Sunday, I thought. Uh, not just based on the score. They obviously blew uh, Tennessee out there and scored whatever near 60 points on them. But uh, just just from just watching them, even though it got ugly late, just from even the beginning, they were just pretty impressive. Watching was pretty impressive. And uh, they kind of... I think if, if Watts can play anywhere near that caliber of player, uh, Houston's ceiling is significantly higher than I would have said a couple weeks ago. 
So um, they're a team that I think is kind of yeah, a little under the radar here and, and might have some value on, hopefully for a couple more weeks. In this spot where you're asking them to basically win the game outright against Kansas City, I don't know if I'm fully ready to jump in on them yet. I think this is kind of a a game. We'll see if this number moves at all during the week, and um, I might have a stronger opinion as the week goes on. But as, as of this point, I I just don't really have uh, much much of an opinion because I do think Kansas City is a pretty solid team, and I think this price range is right about where it should be. So um, I'll see if I you know if I hear some convincing arguments or um, you know or there's some narratives that get perpetuated as the week goes on that maybe create some value. I might get involved, but as of now, uh, this will just be kind of one that I'll enjoy watching, but most likely won't have any bets on uh, at this point. So we'll go to the Monday night game. We got the uh, Minnesota Vikings at the Chicago Bears again. It's, it looks like there's a couple Minnesota minus three up, but it. I don't know if that's even out or if that's a stale number or what. Uh, do you see anything on this one? Yeah, I don't really see any lines up really at all. Um, I see, see one on my screen on all the books I have. I see one three minus one twenty five, but I don't don't even think that's up. So, um, yeah, I don't I don't really have much to say about this game. It'll be interesting to see with Trubisky. I don't really agree with him coming in this early at all, especially against his Minnesota defense. But kind of a lot to ask, I think, from the rookie quarterback. But be interested to see if Bradford's ready or Keenum. I don't think it's a huge difference, maybe a point or two, two points, I'd say, I guess, between the two. But I don't think I'll be involved in this game pretty much no matter what the number comes at. So I don't, it'll be, obviously, I'll be watching it and it'll be nice to watch the Vikings on Monday night and hopefully they can come in and get a, get a win. But I don't think I'll be involved unless uh, the number comes in a lot different than I expect. Yeah, come in. I don't think I'm going to be back on them after I had the two unit play on them last week and they just kept shooting themselves in the foot and, didn't take advantage of numerous opportunities they had, and it's just a pretty sloppy game overall. Um, it's hits. I know it's, it's hard to you'd expect them to bounce back a little bit, but it's like they also now that they're two and two, and they lost Cook and Bradford could still be out. It could be a deal where you're coming in there with Case Keenum and Jarek McKinnon, and off off a game you basically just threw away to Detroit, and now you're falling behind a little bit in the division. It could be a deal where you know just kind of snowballs out of control and. Um, historically, they just you know every time they go to Soldier Field, it's it's basically just been a death march for them, and they've gotten blown out a couple times and lost games late, and it's just kind of been a house of horrors. So, uh, you know whether that has any impact on this year or not, uh, you know who knows, but that's you know something to keep in mind. That's a little bit scary if you're thinking about backing the Vikes. But then in terms of taking the points with the Bears, it's like I, yeah, do you really trust a a uh, rookie quarterback in his first start ever against a Mike Zimmer-led defense when you're not even catching more than a field goal. It's like, eh, that's a little scary too, uh, especially when they're kind of devoid of playmakers for the most part. They got, you know, Cohen and Howard, the running backs, but the receiving core is about as bleak as it gets from a personnel standpoint. So uh, it's kind of taking a leap of faith too to think that they're going to basically, you know, be able to win the game outright or keep it a field goal game. Uh, so from that perspective, uh, it's just kind of hard for me to, really get involved like you said basically no matter what the number is here uh assuming it stays somewhere in this range uh, it's probably could be a no play for me and yeah as a vikings fan uh, hopefully you know a fun one to root for and hopefully get the vikes back on track but from a betting standpoint uh, don't see don't see a whole lot of red meat here anywhere uh, so that'll be a pass for me almost for sure so all right that's uh concludes their every game on the board for week five of the nfl now let's get to our pick of the week. The AS Pick of the Week. 
All right, so last week uh, I got my pick of the week home with San Francisco, so that brought me to 2-1-1 one, and one on the year. And then you had Oakland, which was fairly close there at the end, but Manuel couldn't quite get it to uh, pull it out once his car got out, so that drops you to 1-3 and three on the year. So I get to keep my honors. And uh, definitely already hinted at this, but I'm going to get a little creative, go with the old uh, two-team tees, and bring Pittsburgh down to two and a half, and Philly down to a half, and uh, do the old Pennsylvania teaser for my play of the week. What about you? There you go, yeah. And like you said, that Oakland game was kind of frustrating because I knew that number was going to keep going up, but there wasn't really much I liked last week, and I just kind of liked the Oakland side, even though I was getting a pretty bad number. But I, there's no doubt in my mind that Denver money was coming in, and I even pulled the trigger. I didn't I didn't pull the trigger much on Oakland until – right before game time like within an hour and i think i i think i told you i sniped a four and a half which was a pretty good number i only saw like one rogue four and a half pop up right before game time so pretty happy with that and i also had some denver in my pocket at two and a half so i had a pretty good middle there so obviously i was hoping for it to land on three or and then i had three and a half too so it uh it wanted to land on three but obviously it didn't work out but even the oakland side i don't think it was a terrible bet but obviously it didn't work out so um but this week let's see uh, I think it's pretty easy. I kind of hinted at it. I, I like that under in that New England game a decent amount, but I think what I'm going to go with is that Detroit game laying uh, two and a half at home is the way I'm going to be looking. I think I like that bet a decent amount, especially like it a lot better than anything I could get last week. So I'm going to go Detroit minus two and a half. All right. So I have Pittsburgh minus two and a half teased with Philadelphia minus a half, and then Rob has Detroit minus two and a half as our plays of the week. Um, any concluding th- thoughts here on the pod, Rob? No, not really. I think uh, a little bit better card, but still not fantastic by any means. Hopefully we get a little bit deeper, better betting card here coming in the next few weeks. Yeah, it'd be nice if we could have a full slate of games where there's not two or three games off the board due to you know, quarterback injuries and whatnot, but I-, I think this one's a little bit juicier. I think there's a good four or five uh, pretty strong leans to potential plays I have. So um, right now I don't have anything officially released. Uh, do you got anything officially released yet this week, Rob? No, everything I got was just picked out some numbers that I thought were bad that off open, but there definitely wasn't anything widely available that I've liked. Or that, not I shouldn't say that I like, but that I think is a good number to get right now. So I'm going to be waiting and releasing some when I think it's the best, uh, best time to, to pounce on the number. For sure. So... Um, you know, check uh, com. rest of the week. Click on our picks page. Uh, it shows any official releases that we have, the numbers, and when we release them, and then keeps track of it. Or if you want, you can create your own account and um, you know, track your bets and, and see how you could do or see how you would do uh, hypothetically. Or if you actually are making bets, you can keep track of it. Rob's got the app out, so you can download that in the um, you know, Apple Store or Play Store. Not the and, Apple Store, uh, yeah, just the Play Store, but... Oh, the play star? Okay, my bad. Um, um, so anyway, good luck, uh, everybody, here in week five, and, and we'll be back next week. Have a happy birthday there, Rob. You know, take a, take a drink for me and, and a drink for the Lions this weekend, and we'll uh, see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Arone Sports Podcast. Check out aronesports.com for all of your sports betting needs, including automatic bet tracking, mobile notifications, free picks, and more.